This episode is brought to you in part by Thomas Nelson, publisher of The Overcomers, God's Vision for You to Thrive in an Age of Anxiety and Outrage, written and narrated by pastor and best-selling author Matt Chandler, and is available everywhere audiobooks are sold. Welcome to Monday Morning Preacher, where in each episode we look at one tool and one master preacher to improve our preaching. I'm Matt Woodley, editor of PreachingToday.com, and I'm here today with this week's guest host, Kevin Miller, one of our featured preachers. Hey, good to be here, Matt. Monday Morning Preacher is brought to you by PreachingToday.com. I may be biased because I'm the editor, but I love and use PreachingToday.com because it gives you everything you need to prepare your soul and sharpen your skills so you can proclaim God's Word. PreachingToday.com's powerful database of over 13,000 high-quality editor screen sermon illustrations ensure that you'll be able to find just the right story to drive your point home. So go to PreachingToday.com now and sign up for your free 30-day trial. So let me start with a story. When the Star Wars film The Force Awakens came out. It earned $517 million worldwide in ticket sales in just its first week. That's not too bad. Not too shabby. It eventually became the third highest grossing film of all time with worldwide gross of more than $2 billion. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot of money. So why the huge success? Well, let me quote a film studies prof at a swanky 50K a year university named Janine Bassinger. Here's what she said about the film, and I quote, The studios finally seem to be remembering, after years of over-reliance on visual effects, that moviegoers like a story. It can be a story we are familiar with, but give us, please, she said, we're begging you a story of some kind. Sometimes I wonder if the people who listen to me and other great preachers with <laughs> given great content and great concepts that they might be saying the same thing. Please, we're begging you, give us a story. Yeah, and I think that raises a particular challenge for people like you and me as preachers, Matt, which is this. Okay, so we know, if we've preached at all, that people like stories, but how do we tell stories that really connect with the biblical text and our hearers? That seems to me to be the challenge. Yeah, well, there's a great tool for not only how to tell great stories, but why to tell them. Um, it's a tool, actually, that comes from communication theory. It's known as the ladder of abstraction, and it's a great tool that preachers can use to think about and how they can illustrate their sermons. So think of a ladder. Okay, I got got a picture in my mind. Okay, 12 steps. Nope. Four. Aluminum. <laughs> no. Make it 12. Okay. Um, so now up at the top of the ladder, write the words abstract concepts. Then boom, 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 come down the ladder and write the word concrete example. So let's say up at the top of the ladder, you have an abstract concept like finances. What do you picture in your mind when I say finances? Nothing right now. Well, so let me give you a concrete examples. Look at this wad of $100 bills that I'm waving in front of your face right now. Where are the $100 bills? I want those $100 bills. Yeah, I do too. But anyway, that's a concrete example of finances. Or think of an example of, think of excellence. Let's say you're preaching on excellence. And that's an abstract concept, so you need a concrete example. Hmm. How about Stefan Curry? basketball's most valuable player, swishing a three-pointer from 32 feet. Now that is a picture of excellence, my friend. And real excellence would be giving an MVP his accurate name, Stephen Curry. 
Well, I bumped into him at Target, and he <laughs> told me that I could call him Stefan Curry. Yeah. So, okay, let's turn to our master preacher for this episode, and we're going to hear the ladder of abstraction used very well by Brian Wilkerson. And in this Easter sermon from our Preaching Today archives, he's talking about the futility that comes to every human life because of sin and death. Well, futility is a very abstract concept, but here's how he comes down the ladder to make it concrete for us all. Quite a few years ago when our kids were still young, uh, we were out one evening at one of those themed family restaurants with TVs on all the walls. And five of us were just kind of enjoying the conversation and waiting for our food to come, but our youngest, who was about three at the time, had his eyes glued to one of the TV screens. And he was watching a continuous loop of Roadrunner cartoons. <laughs> watching as uh, wily Coyote strapped jet rockets to his roller skates. Or as he shot himself out of a cannon, as he launched himself from a giant bow and arrow in pursuit of the elusive Roadrunner. He watched for a long time, very intently, and suddenly had an epiphany. Without taking his eyes off the screen, he announced to the table, no matter what he does, he's never going to catch the chicken. <laughs> and that pretty much says it, doesn't it? Pretty good life lesson. It's the basic human storyline. No matter what we do... We're never really going to get the life we want. We're never going to beat sin and death. Now, it's not as though we, we, we never live a good life. It's just that it's never as good as we'd like it to be. And it's certainly never as long as we'd like it to be. No matter what he does, he's never going to get the chicken. And neither will we. As long as sin keeps thwarting our dreams... And death keeps robbing us of life. So that's our story. How about if we take a few minutes and think about the Jesus story? No matter what he does, he's never going to get the chicken. I love that. That is hilarious. <laughs> but, you know, sermon illustrations are coming down the ladder of abstraction. It's not all about being funny or getting some laughs or, you know, even moving people or making them cry. Um, it explains the biblical text, but they do even more than that. So, Kevin, what do you think Brian accomplished with that story about futility? Well, that was uh, a genius illustration of what you want to do when you come down the ladder of abstraction. You want to help people see something and feel something. So I can't see futility, but I did picture in my mind as I heard him, I did see Wiley Coyote with his eyes big, strapping, you know, uh, dynamite sticks onto his rocket-propelled roller skates, and I saw him crashing at the bottom of the canyon and a little puff of smoke coming up after he hit. I can see all that, and as I do, I start to feel this futility like, oh, man, no matter how smart he is, no matter how hard he works, no matter how much technology he gets from Acme, he cannot catch Roadrunner. It's an illustration that speaks to me about futility because I remember watching that growing up and just like, oh, man, I, that chicken just in one episode, couldn't that chicken just get flattened by something in one episode? Work that out with your therapist there, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. Okay. Okay, so, Matt, let's say that you're working on your sermon for next Sunday, 
How would the ladder of abstraction guide the way you go about that sermon? Great question, Kevin. I'll answer that in just a second. First, a word from our sponsor. Monday Morning Preacher is brought to you by PreachingToday.com. I may be biased because I'm the editor, but I love and use PreachingToday.com because it gives you everything you need to prepare your soul and sharpen your skills so you can proclaim God's Word. So go to PreachingToday.com now and sign up for your free 30-day trial. Matt, how would the ladder of abstraction affect your sermon prep? Yeah, well, you're always starting with a specific uh, abstract concept. And that is your preaching theme. Um, so you're going to say th- something about that theme. So it could be God's grace, or it could be uh, God's mercy, or God's judgment, or the gospel, or something like that. Okay. So, for instance, I was preaching on First Timothy 2, which has the passage, uh, there's one God and one mediator between man and God, the man Jesus Christ. So my theme was really religious pluralism. Uh, how can, in this pluralistic world that we live in, how can Christians say that Jesus is the only way to God the Father? So that's mm-hmm. the abstract concept. So I needed a concrete example. So I talked about my pharmacist. I'll call him Joe. That's not his real name. But Joe is a really nice Hindu guy from India who uh, really cares about his, his clients, who goes out of his way, who knows them by name. And I described Joe and my relationship with him and how much I appreciate him. And I and then I asked the question, how could I ever say to Joe, like, my religion is better than his religion? Or how could I talk to him about Jesus in a way that's meaningful? Or should I even talk about Jesus? So there's a very concrete example of that abstract religious pluralism. Well, you know, that's a great example because I could kind of see you in my mind's eye at CVS or Walgreens talking to your pharmacist. And I also could feel that kind of inner tension, like, wow, I don't offend this guy. Um, he's a nice guy, and, and yet I'm committed to my faith. So great job there. You know, I, uh, I recently had uh, in a message about false teaching that similar challenge of how do I make heresy or false teaching something that people can see and feel. So I, I told about how in the 1950s, a baby born in America ha- had a 1 in 30 chance of dying. It was not much better odds than during the Civil War, and nobody knew how that could be changed. And part of the reason was there was this teaching, this now we understand false teaching, among obstetricians and delivery room nurses, that if a child were born not breathing well, a little small, maybe blue or somewhat malformed, that you marked the child as stillborn, you set it to the side, and you waited for it to die. And only through the work of Virginia Apgar, who created the Apgar score, and others did that whole false teaching get reversed and, and challenged. And now only one in 500 children doesn't make it in America today. Yeah, great way to come down the ladder of abstraction. Now, we've both talked about stories. I don't want to give people the impression that the only way to come down the ladder of abstraction is by a full-blown story. You can do it with a quote or a stat or um, you could do it with a metaphor, an image, a picture, and you can give some specific examples as well, some real quick examples. Like, for instance, at another point in the same sermon that Brian Wilkerson gave, he was talking about the concept of how every good story involves conflict or tension. Well, that's kind of abstract. So he came down the ladder and he gave these real quick examples of that abstract concept. Take Romeo and Juliet. Two young lovers who want to be together, but they have to overcome their feuding family's opposition. 
I asked the pastoral staff, a few of them, just kind of helped me come up with some, some, some more contemporary illustrations of, of this story pattern. And they quickly came up with quite a few. Frodo has to destroy the golden ring to save Middle Earth. Rudy wants to play football for Notre Dame, but he's got to overcome poor grades and a puny stature. Katniss has to survive the Hunger Games in order to get home to her family. So I was, I was impressed with how thoughtful and cultured our staff was until, until one of them mentioned a character named Lloyd Christmas from the film Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> and this is when I began to despair. <laughs> a character who wants something and has to overcome conflict to get it. So, Kevin, what can we learn from how Brian came down the ladder with those quick examples? Well, when you give a, a quick list like this, there's two things you want to remember. Um, the first is, since you are keeping the list short, you need to choose items that have wide familiarity because you don't have time to explain them. So he chose films that were huge in the box office, seen by just about everybody, like Lord of the Rings. The second thing to remember is you want to choose uh, examples so they touch different parts of your congregation. So he chose Hunger Games, which might appeal maybe more to the younger female uh, listeners. And then he chose Rudy, which might appeal to sort of your midlife male listener. And Dumb and Dumber to appeal to intellectuals like me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right, Matt, I got a question for you. Um, Let's say you're getting ready to preach a 30-minute sermon this Sunday. How often in that message would you think you should come down the ladder of abstraction? It's a great question to think about and to, as a preacher, to start being intentional about that. So um, there's no, like, law about that, but uh, one of our featured preachers, Joel Gregory, who's a uh, preaching prof at Truett Seminary, has a great little rule of thumb. We'll call it the first law of Gregory. And he says basically every three to four minutes— you should come down the ladder of abstraction in some way, in some manner. Um, so if you're staying up at top like 8, 10, 12 minutes, laboring through, explaining an abstract concept, you're going to probably find your people losing energy, losing focus. They get that kind of glassy-eyed kind of look like, I'm trying to stay with you, preacher, but uh, it's kind of tough right now. So if you think about that like every three to four minutes. Do you find more preachers spend too much time at the top of the ladder or more preachers spend too much time at the bottom? I think you can do either one. I've seen some preachers that stay too long down at the bottom of the ladder, and they really don't give that biblical concept uh, enough breadth and depth and explanation um, that's required. But I think probably more preachers are under the assumption that if it's a truly deep sermon, if it's truly biblical sermon, then I have to stay up at the top of the ladder of abstraction uh, the whole time, or at least too long. So that's probably the more common error. So preachers, I really encourage you to find your own ways and means and style of moving up and down of the ladder of abstraction. Don't leave your people saying, please give us a story, preacher. Uh, Start at the top of that ladder, but come down, move back and forth and let your people see what you're talking about. Ladder of abstraction, great tool for preachers.
This episode was brought to you in part by United We Pray. United We Pray is a podcast devoted to praying and thinking about racial strife, especially between Christians. Come join us in praying for the unity of God's people.